Saturday on Beyond the Vibe, I'm joined by Ali of the Virgin Marys. You can take the medicine a few different ways, either addiction or... I, I think I, I was mainly meaning it as uh, what we're fed daily from media and, um, and kind of mind-numbing content, you know, mm. and that's, that's your medicine. when we played with Slash and to see how he championed bands and you know wore the t-shirt put um, bang 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 on like a compilation CD of his favourite songs in classic rap that's always going to be a highlight creating that piece of art that will always live on I guess that's the target How did the uh, how did the tour go with Ricky? Go well? It was all yeah yeah, really good. I worked out like it. Well, hang on, sorry, man. It was um, our first. It was our first support tour for a really long time, so mm-hmm. it was a it was a pleasure to be back doing that. It's actually quite nice being the support man. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I ma- imagine it's like a, a bit of a different experience, you know, when you've been kind of headlining and like getting a more yeah. condensed thing, isn't it? Yeah, there's also the challenge of, um, you know, the new faces and trying to win yeah. uh, people over. Audience, yeah. yeah, some um, some heads, you know, just stand at the front, don't they? And kind of, you don't know what they're thinking initially. And then by maybe <laughs> mid-set, they kind of start to move yeah, their head. Yeah, you can see the change, like, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm here with uh, Ali of the Virgin Marys. Thank you very much for taking the time to chat with me, Ali. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's cool, man. Uh, so you guys, of course, started off uh, in Macclesfield, uh, England. Uh, growing up for you, kind of, what was it like, and what what first kind of attracted you to music? Uh, well, my um, dad is a huge music fan, so it wasn't wasn't really a choice it was um there was always music in the house and um the beatles i can remember being played to um to get me to sleep i think you know at night that was really nice and then there was like classic rock bands like leonard skinner and um eagles and fleetwood mac and kind of grew grew up on all that stuff before i reached the age of 10 so um, yeah, I, I think by I started playing guitar at eleven, um, but that was something I already really wanted to do. Mm. Um, did you have like a, a first gig or like a first band that kind of really, really like struck a chord with you? You know, like you they see did, somebody, yeah. Um, yeah. So I was into like, um, well, I, I just listened to whatever my dad listened to, and then I remember I was in the Isle of Man. Uh, I've got a lot of family in the Alaman, and it was the time of the Freddie Mercury tribute concert, and um, Def Leppard came on, and I remember being a kid and just being amazed by it. Just seemed so exciting, like all the guitar mm. and uh, drums and stage production, and um, they kind of won me over as. They became like the first band that I would buy 
their catalog of you know as a kid and um it was the first gig that i went to was uh i think they played the don valley stadium in sheffield mm. so yeah little me was at that that kind of started <laughs> off the quote unquote kind of rock rock journey yeah yeah i think i think like from from speaking with numerous people everybody kind of always has that first band like you know you listen to to music like from, from what your parents advise you to you know check out or whatever but like i think when you when you discover a band it's like your band isn't it like you i think that's what like, it was yeah, yeah. Hmm. and i wanted like i know my dad was always about you know certain guitar solos and the touch of certain players and this and that and i kind of wanted maybe i just wanted something of my own do you know yeah. what i mean and then like listen to this listen to this and um yeah it was it's almost like finding a football team isn't it that you mm. become obsessed with them yeah it's like like you you're kind of committed aren't you it's like this is yeah. my team now it's exactly. like <laughs> exciting, yeah. yeah exactly um of course you guys formed back in uh 2009 as a you know a trio uh of course you're now like a, a duo um what was kind of the the thought process behind you know we're gonna stick with just us two we're gonna go down this well way. i mean when me and dan uh i've been playing for years and years together we when in 2009 we had matt as uh matt rose as the bass player and we went through so much um like you know touring america um releasing the two albums and when matt um left late 2016 we kind of didn't really know what we wanted to do and we um i think first and foremost we just wanted to keep creating music so i started playing bass guitar on the record and then we got uh, a good friend of ours called ross massey who's a, an amazing bass player also to um session bass with us and we were doing that for a while and I think the plan was that Ross was going to do this album um, with us, but he has so many commitments and um, needs. Maybe if there was more money in it, he could have stayed, but um, he left and it felt just right for us that we we go as a duo. It felt like the right time for um, a challenge, to be honest, and freshen everything up. Yeah, that's cool. Man. I mean, I, I imagine like me particularly live does it does it kind of change the the dynamic of course you know there's just two of you now it's like maybe you can like play off each other a bit more yeah it does change the the dynamic i mean how we're still honoring the older stuff because we wouldn't um mm. we wouldn't want to not play that you know for the fans who are coming for them older songs so um i've played bass um to Dan's drumming and we've recorded it and he'll play it to a click. Mm. Um, that's how that works live for the older stuff. Um, and then for the newer material, um, it's just like strictly two piece with um, going through octave pedals and, and whatnot. But because we can play um, together a lot more now with the just being two of us, we um we can work around each other we don't have um 
as many commitments so we can do it or you know all the time um it just means the whole thing's kind of tighter and when it comes to um the live show you start kind of improvising a bit more you start being able to have more fun with it i think and i think that um that's coming off it, it feels like there's a freshness to it that that's not been there for a while Mm. That, that was certainly the feeling I got from from like watching videos and stuff. It, you know, you guys feel like a kind of it's like a re-energized band at this point. You know, you feel like yeah, I think of... like yeah, we haven't. Um, I don't think we've jammed so much in our lives, you know. Um, and it's almost like uh, just having fun, mm. and you know, I think it's if I can do little bits of improvisation. Um, each show um, that's always good that kind of keeps it exciting and it keeps it alive to me rather than just um, going through a rehearsed script yeah I mean I've always said that with um, with like live gigs like from an audience perspective like I love it when a band does that improv because it's kind of like it's your moment like when we're not going to see this again or not exactly the way it's going to be, you know, it's, it's going to, it's going to be different perhaps, or even a little bit different at each gig. So it's kind of yours to take away at the end of the night. Yeah, totally. Mm, I've always I, think that that it, I think it should be like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just, I think that's cool. Just have fun with it and be like a, a creative musician. Hmm. That's what it's all about. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like when it comes to like the lyrics, uh, in your songs, they're like they're very relatable, and that kind of brings us to to the new single, the the meds, of course, which is out now. Uh, could you talk a bit about the the song, kind of the meaning behind it? Um, the meaning behind it, I think, is um, most. I would say most of the people that I knock about with or have have ever hung around with, there's always like a dissatisfaction of. Um, um, of life in general, I think, and it's the whole idea of being sold um, a dream that isn't suitable for everyone and people becoming very disillusioned with um, like a nine to five existence and feel, feeling unfulfilled. Um, and yeah, I guess it's a very like cynical um view of you know the person's doing everything that they should be doing um but they're unhappy doing it and it's you know like so it's shut down your mind and i don't know you can take the, you can take the medicine a few different ways um either addiction or i i think i i was mainly meaning it as uh, what we're fed daily from media and uh, and kind of mind numbing content, you know, mm. as then that's that's your medicine, you know, and uh, and not being able to put your phone down and being hooked to the to everything is, you know, you end up being addicted to it all. Or you you could take it a number of different ways. Not not even sure if. Uh, Maybe that maybe there is. Maybe there was an influence of drug addiction in there. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. No, it's good. I think I think you know. There's 
there'll be lots of people that can kind of draw their own personal experiences from it. It's like, it's kind mm -hmm. of like what you want it to be, I, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I think one one of the things that's big about the band is is the lyrical content seems to um, communicate with a lot of people and um, almost, yeah, it kind of gives it that um, cult following status. Like the, the band means a hell of a lot to a lot of people mm. um, to the point of, you know, getting tattoos and, uh, and it's incredible. That, that's awesome. Um, and I, I absolutely adore rock music. I always have, but I do feel that um, there's not enough kind of heart and sleeve lyrics within it. I think you'd have to go back to the likes of um, grunge and, you know, Nirvana. Uh, I don't hear that many bands that I connect emotionally to within the, within the rock under the rock umbrella and um, mm. I'm trying to bring that to the party really I know it's not everyone's cup of tea and we get a lot of we get a lot of um, comparisons to maybe Arctic Monkeys because it, I guess it's northern accent and it's like it's talk about everyday life but that's where you're from and that's you know so and that's how it kind of should be in my in my view I kind of lose interest if um, a band is talking about something that someone from San Francisco could have been talking about in the sixties. Do you know what I mean? But they're from they're from England in two thousand and twenty. It kind of it doesn't <laughs> yeah. it doesn't resonate with me, if you know what I mean. So no, I completely get that. I think um, you know it feels more real if it's coming from a place that you know you like. You know they've they must have like experienced something like that. Scenario, said scenario or, yeah you know they've lived that life as you said like if they i don't know a band from like manchester and they're talking about new york or whatever it's kind of a bit like mm. yeah <laughs> totally and it, you know it can be it can be good it can also be bad but i mean you go one or two ways can't it? <laughs> yeah. it can go one or two ways but i just think that there's more there's more depth there um if it's real and um, sooner or later, I think you get tripped up if you're not authentic. I completely get that. Are there any plans going forward for, for like a full album or an EP maybe? Yeah, totally. We've, um, the, there's a few that have already recorded. Second one's coming back um, from being mastered. Um, we've been producing ourselves, so it's, it's pretty much as and when um, the touring stops. I know we're going, we're going to Sweden next week to do a couple of weeks there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just kind of fitting it all in. We're, we work independently, so it's not like there's a, a plan of, you know, when you boys come off the tour, then you'll, you'll head into the studio with this guy and then they'll look after, we're, we're kind of doing everything, so. Mm. it takes it takes quite a bit of time and then we don't want to just put out stuff that's um we've kind of made a conscious effort this time to spend more time doing the videos and making it and uh, getting the idea right so it communicates fully 
Um, so stuff just takes a bit a bit longer. But yeah, as soon as we as as soon as humanly possible, we will have that album mm. out. That's cool. But I mean, like we're doing like about seven with this Ricky Warwick tour, seven songs out of the twelve were new songs. So they're all kind of they're all being played live. But um, yeah, it's just about getting them done in the studio. Mm. You were saying, obviously, you kind of you all do it yourself now. Um, do you feel that there's kind of a you know you get more out of it by by doing everything yourself compared to you know when you when you when you're having it kind of you know having other people come in and yeah i think like i think that it's probably come through having having to do it and finding a way um back in when would it be 2000 maybe the start of 2017 we were let go from a label um in new york who got bought out by a bigger label and they didn't they dropped a lot of the bands and we were one of them um and it kind of it's kind of a blessing in disguise really because uh, we would have got lost i think within that the huge company that bought um mm. wind up records it was in new york uh, and it was probably the time to do something new we kind of chose not to go down the label route again because um, we didn't have hardly any control over what came out, when it came out. What um, It just felt right to start just releasing music, you know, as soon as we possibly could. So we did that Sitting Ducks EP the same year. Then we got out the album the following year. And um, it, it's taken a bit of time to learn how to record in um in a way that doesn't sound too diy you know that can still stand up to the previous records um but it just saves it saves money it saves time and it just means that we can keep releasing music and i think you can sometimes get lost um on your way being a band and forget that that's really why you're why you're doing it you know you should be writing and releasing music hmm. and has there been like anything from like your previous releases that you've that you've kind of retained when you're working on the new material anything that you thought oh you know we're, we're definitely going to like apply this or go down this road again yeah we tried um i think we're still trying to find what works best for us but we tried different techniques that we picked up through um through the years um Really, I think it's always going to come down to the vibe and the performance over um, sonic brilliance. So, I mean, it, it's great to learn all these techniques and um, make the bass drum sound, you know, the best that it possibly can and the punchy. But really, it comes down to how the band plays and the quality of the song. And I think I think that that's the way that it always will be. Um, it's easy to forget, really, when you get lost in the black hole of like mixing and production, which I've actually come to love. But um, yeah, it should always it, was, it should always come back to the song at the end of the day. And uh, I mean, like the the old kind of 
Ramones albums are just brilliant for what they are, aren't they? But they're not going to win. You don't stand it side by side against Dark Side of the Moon, say, of a similar mm. time. And they're beautiful for different reasons, aren't they, I guess? This is it. I think I think it's, you know, um, stuff like, as you just said, then the Ramones, it's like, you know, you, there's there's kind of beauty in the rawness. You know, it doesn't need doesn't need to be amazingly polished or whatever. It probably wouldn't be the same. You no, know? Well, I think that you'd probably lose the hardcore fan if it was polished, and um, it mm. wouldn't be the remembered, would it? <laughs> this is it. But, uh, yeah, I, I feel like we're still trying to find that um, that sweet spot and what works best for us. Mm. Um, you've toured with like a, a, a wide variety of musicians over the years, from the likes of Slash, Queens of the Stone Age, Shinedown. Um, looking back, are there like any particular highlights for you from that kind of era? I, I think like back when, in the earlier days when we played with Slash and to see how um, he championed the band and you know wore the t-shirt in mm. Manchester and put um, Bang 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 on like a compilation CD of his favourite songs in classic rock. That That's always going to be a highlight and a, um, a proud moment, I think, in my life. Uh, there's always something to learn from every band that we toured with who, you know, who were massive. And, uh, you know, they're massive for a reason and they, you know, the stage persona, how they carry themselves, how they, um, I just like to try and learn and pick up bits and pieces along the way. Um, but yeah, the, it's always a, it's always a pleasure to, to tour with massive bands. Mm. I, I don't know if there's specific, Definitely that slash moment. I know we played with Skunk and Nancy on a UK and Europe tour. We learned a lot um, over that time. And that band was like really, really good with us. We've yeah, been yeah. lucky. You know. Yeah. I, I, I imagine like, particularly with with crowds that, you know, that, that, that the crowds they're going to pull in, all of these bands, you know, just going out to... <laughs> such a huge vast amount of people i mean from my perspective I mean, i'm not a musician so it's like like i i think of that and i'm like <laughs> i don't know whether yeah, i could be yeah. dealing with that man but i imagine for like a musician it's kind of the dream you know getting, getting something like that yeah totally um i know i've i've kind of wrestled with um, depression anxiety for most of my life and the anxiety before going onto the stage can be pretty gruesome sometimes mm. but that kind of is why you're there isn't it to to entertain people um but i think that it it's a performance isn't it i think um when you've practiced so much and you know you know what you're doing then you just fall back on that and um, it, that kind of anxiety becomes kind of adrenaline and um, use it. I think mm. that's the thing, isn't it? I just had a text on the uh, on the <laughs> phone 
that came through, mate. That is all right. That's cool. Um, going forward, do you have any kind of uh, goals or milestones to, to look to over the next few years? I just want to write the best music possible and um, uh, write the best album that I that I have in me. Um, I would love to work with other bands at some point in maybe a production role um, mm. and help help them out. Um, I'd love to do that, but yeah until i've kind of exhausted myself writing and you know creating um that's probably i won't have time to do that i don't think but yeah just write the best album that's ever been written that's always been the <laughs> just a uh, just a low bar there <laughs> just yeah, going with no. the best best thing that's ever been written <laughs> no no <laughs> They were like kind of uh, dark side of the moon blew my mind when I was, um, you know, 15, 16. Mm. And that's always kind of been a target of it. It's just a beautiful piece of music. It collectively works together and um, the whole package is brilliant. Um, our music's not like that in the slightest, but uh, just creating that piece of art that will always live on. I guess that's the target. Mm. It's a high bar, but it's, it's you've got to aim it's high. high I, think. I think you've got to aim high. You know, you've even if to. you get even if you get kind of halfway, you know, you'll still get something that's incredible. I think. You know. Yeah, I think that's the way, isn't it? There's a saying, isn't it? Like, um, mm. I, I can't even remember what it is. <laughs> like, reach for the moon, and you, you know, even if you fail, you get to the stars. Or exactly, some it's bullshit. Around that. There's some there's some kind of amazing saying in there somewhere. There's some saying I don't know what it is. Yeah, <laughs> but there is one. Yeah. Um, finally, a, a question I can always kind of uh, like to finish on: uh, If you could tour with one band from the past and one band from the present, who would they be? So you've got your time wow. travel device. You can potentially go anywhere. Wow, I don't know. I mean, Everybody struggles with this question. They're like, oh my God. I'd love to say, I mean, I'd love to say the Beatles because uh, I just love to meet them. Mm. Uh, even though they, they didn't tour that much, you'd have to go kind of early 60s. Um, I know that when we finish this call, someone will pop into my head, you know, like of, <laughs> that I always like to tour with. Um, of, of nowadays, um, I would love to tour with Neil Young because he's mm. been a massive inspiration and um, influence. Um, but yeah, it, it's probably more selfishly that I want to meet the people and hang around with them rather than thinking my music would go down well with their, you know. Yeah, yeah. You've got rather to go than actually the... thinking about the bill, I'm, I'm thinking like, I just want to meet them people. So the Beatles and Neil Young, I guess. Like that would be a, a fierce gig. So we've got uh, the Virgin Marys. <laughs> we've got who would we have top billing? Are we going with the Beatles or are we going with the Neil Beatles? Young? Can open the Beatles. The Beatles are opening. Open. They're, they're below. <laughs> yeah, doors doors are seven. Beatles yeah. five past. Yeah. 
<laughs> Neil Young can do like room. a uh, quarter of an hour stat. Yeah. Uh, quarter to eight to eight. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I would I would happily just be a guitar tech or, you know. Just to even be the group. That would be the dream. That? <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> well, uh, thank you very much for joining me. Um, of course, if you haven't uh, checked out the Virgin Marys already, uh, what are you doing? I mean, come on. Uh, you can go and check them out. Uh, of course, they've got the latest single, The Meds, out now. It's on the uh, seven-inch vinyl, isn't it? As well, yes. You've got that. Uh, a lovely limited edition yellow oh. vinyl. We're still yeah, uh, supposed to be turning up in a couple of weeks' time. We got po- it got postponed because of the vinyl shortage, okay. I believe. Yeah, every, but, yeah. Is there any? You say there is limited amount. There is limited amounts. Yeah. Mm, Maybe so we gone, may get it repressed, but it won't be in yellow. I wouldn't think. Mm, so we got a one of the kind thing that you've got to jump on. So go and get that before, of course, it's gone forever. <laughs> Thank you very much, Ali. It's been very cool. Cheers. Man.